Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Rogue Watch Knobs, and we have made it to episode, I wrote it down, 34. What's up, man? Not much. I'm happy to <laughs> happy to finally record this week. It's Friday. Feels good. We are nice. recording, yes, we are recording nice on and early. Friday morning, so we, we, we had a bit of a time time shift. Time, I was a time cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme, but we had a time shift. Time, <laughs> time, a time shift with Steven Seagal, which I don't think is actually a, actually a film. Yeah, so we we and it's funny. So you're it's it's like what the fuck time? I don't have my GNT. What time is it over by you? I keep forgetting. So it's ten thirty. Okay, ten thirty over here in the yeah. morning. I just I add, just add three hours to that. And that's just add. Mm, then it gets weird because I can't. If I add three hours, let's say I add three hours to to ten a.m., it can't be thirteen o'clock. Then it I can't get, be thirteen o'clock. Then I get confused, Michael. You understand? You can go to military time. Becky, my fiance, does military time. Everything is in military time, because uh, uh, growing up, her 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 dad was in like a technical pe- capacity in the Air Force, and so her whole life she always just heard military time. So every time she does a calendar for us, it's like sixteen forty five. I'm like, babe, I've known what the fuck this is. All right, like I just I just don't know what this is. Just use regular fucking numbers. All I right? think it's easier. I think it's so much easier than than regular time. You don't have to worry about AM or PM. Do yes, it, it, you just look outside. If the light is outside, it's most likely AM. If there's no light outside, it's probably PM. You know what I'm saying? But what if I'm in like a nuclear submarine or something? I need to use military time. <laughs> Thank God I'm not on a nuclear sub. <laughs> I'd, be the, I'd be the first guy clawing at the door. You know what I mean? On like day two. Man. God. But yeah, we got a really fun episode. I'm excited about this one. Um... Do, do, do. We got some shout outs. We so really, really big news that I'm super pumped about. We we not only hit 2K followers, I mean we we pretty quickly we smashed, you know, pretty well through. I think we're I think at this time of recording, uh Friday, mm, the fuck month is I, it? I'll, I'll check it out. Let's see. June. I, I think we're at 2,050 followers. Two thousand forty seven. take it easy. Take it easy, guy. <laughs> jumping the gun i think that's huge because every time like 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 i don't know if i've explained this to everyone um the watch family every time we go from like 1799 to like bloop 1800 i just barrage michael with text yeah we do. <laughs> so to like see us go from like you know 1999 to like 2047 or whatever that that you know that that's i think that's pretty fantastic so yeah, yeah. If if all of you, if all you guys that follow also listening, uh, thank you so much for kind of joining the party. Yeah, dude. And uh, and feeding your your watch craze, I guess. <laughs> yeah, shit talking and watches, just like Mama taught me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's <laughs> what what it's all about. You know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so uh, in 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 honor of that, and we've talked about it before, and we've mentioned we're always going to do these. That's why you know we have the Patreon page set up. That's why we're always engaging with you guys to get an idea of what you'd want to see. We are doing a 2K follower watch giveaway. Yeah, this one this one might be pretty 
pretty special. What, what Kaz and I have been discussing, uh, it's pretty cool. We we have some we have some ideas, and uh, we're gonna pick something awesome for for anybody that wants to participate. I'm very excited. I honestly wish I could enter, but I can't. Because yeah, isn't yeah, that like, isn't that like a form of nepotism, or am I confused what nepotism means? No, it'd be nepotism if I entered and you chose me to win. That would be nepotism, right? Yeah, I I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just let's just be thankful I'm not a philanthrop philanthropic and nepotist. Mm, can't even I can't even I can't even say it right, dude. God damn it, man. But yeah, so um details to follow on that. Right now we just want to kind of tease it, let you guys know it is happening. It's going to be something I think everyone wants. I'm fucking super pumped about it. It's gonna be very similar in regards to like time frame to the first one, but the way to enter, it's gonna be super, super easy, but it's gonna be a little bit different. And I think it's gonna be um a lot of fun for everybody. So um, thank you to everyone who helped us reach this 2,000 milestone. I know it might not seem a lot to like some other, uh, uh, in regards to some of their Instagram accounts out there, because we were talking about this off air. You know, some people have like tens and thousands of followers and thousands and thousands of followers. So 2,000 might not be that big of a deal, but to Michael and I, it's it's huge because I I still I still am surprised people listen to the show. You know what I mean? I might sound like a broken record every time I say that, but I'm still fucking surprised. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what you guys are doing listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're happy that everyone, I don't know, just <laughs> has super, fun. You know? Super that's, happy. That's the thing also. I love, like, recently also, we've been, like, getting so many emails from you guys. And guys, keep the emails coming. Just, like, people saying, like, hey, you know, your show is awesome. I never really felt like I had a place in the watch world because I didn't have, like, you know, Kruger Millions money, like, lying around. I'm still looking for mine, by the way. Um, but like hearing you guys talk, like I have a place in urology. There is a place in the watch family for me. And like just hearing people have that experience is incredible because Michael, I don't know about you. I've never had that experience. I've never felt welcome anywhere until we started the show. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's just, I, I, I guess, I guess my parents kind of liked me, you know? Oh, well you mean in the greater world? Well, no, yeah, I had no, I had <laughs> I had no place of solace, nor comforts, nor communal kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> happiness anywhere in the world. Uh, the Watch family is probably the first. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I used to be pretty big into the Pokemon card game growing up. That was, that's, that was. That's true. You, do you still have your, like, Pokemon Master Card? <laughs> I, Not Master Card, like a, like a, like a I, I was one of the first of 200 people in the country to become a Pokemon Master Professor with the Wizards of the Coast. I have a, I'm looking at it right now, it's in my wallet. I keep it next to my Disney annual pass and my driver's license. It is, uh, it's got my name on it. It's got my old DCI player number on it. Um, I like to think of it as like an old retired FBI badge, you know? Nice, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I was one of 200 people. I took an exam, I had did this assessment and I got it and it was, uh, I guess that was the first community. That's, that's pretty cool. I think it's cool. I don't know. I'm gonna start putting that on my resume. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just just scan it. And <laughs> I'm just gonna start put putting, putting you know, whatever, whatever, Pokemon Master Professor. Be like, what the fuck is that? We have to get this guy here just to talk to him. That's incredible. You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so huge thank you to everyone and um, keep the emails coming. I love the emails also where everyone just kind of details their collection we get a lot of those like i think that was also without like provocation or anything like that like people felt so comfortable they're like hey man love the show 
here's my collection and like they'll catalog every watch they have and every memory they have associated with that watch so if you're one of the the, the many folks who have done that thank you that's been so cool just to like hear everyone else's passion so so the 2,000 follower giveaway, it's it's for all you guys out there. If you're a new listener, it's for you. If you're a no listener, it's for you. Um, if you're my mom, it's not for you. Sorry, mom, you can buy whatever the fuck you want. Uh, so really, really, really excited about this. And um, do, 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 do. yeah, I don't want to give any, anyway, uh, any more details, but details to follow soon. You wanted to do a shout out to another podcast, Michael. Yeah, yeah. So recently... Um this this podcast was kind enough to you know give us a shout out on the air and, and talk about the things that we do just a little bit and it was it was just very endearing and it it, it was like the highlight of my day that day when I heard that <laughs> so I just I thought it would be a, a good opportunity because I think also a lot of our listeners would enjoy this podcast I'm kind of jumping around on their episodes and stuff because um you know they also talk about uh just like gear in general like edc and some tech stuff like even right even like coffee and just um you know like work habits and like life habits and stuff like that and it's uh it they're here in washington which is cool so it's called the uh the bellingham podcast and uh it's run by you know these two guys work on it aj and chris and um what up aj and chris yeah, they're also they're also on Patreon, so that's uh, oh, cool. cool if if you guys dig that and uh, want to support them. Um, and yeah, this is I'm always personally kind of looking for for a new podcast because I just whether I'm you know cooking because you know I'm cooking all the time. And uh, <laughs> just a, just a tangent, I think about ninety percent of the times I fucking call Michael, he's cooking some shit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I'm making a, a flambe of sweet potatoes. Okay, dude, that's cool, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm making a, I'm making a quinoa cold salad. Okay, that's cool, bro. Don't you do anything but cook, man? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm always listening to podcasts when I'm doing that and and looking for new ones. And I'm I'm really excited that that I found uh, you know this one. And and they're they're here in Washington. They're That's they're up cool. in, in Bellingham, which is like uh, I think about like two hours like north of Seattle. Um, so um, very very cool to hear from them. And uh, thank you guys so much for the shout out. That was just that was just amazing. They they talked about some other podcasts, some other watch related podcasts in addition to to ours. And uh, yeah. I was just so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so huge shout out to you guys. AJ, Chris, means a lot to know that you like the show, you dig the show, and you're on board with, uh, I don't know, shit talking and watches. I don't know. It just, it's just, I just I just like making watches fun again. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Huge shout out to you guys. Appreciate it. And definitely go and check their show out. If anything that Michael said sounds cool to you in regards to what they talk about, go check it out. Um, we definitely, I think most of the watch fam, most of the TBWS watch fam, you know, needs more good content out there. So definitely check yeah. them out. And we'll, you can we'll catch we'll, them at, at bellinghampodcast.com. There it is. Yeah, there you go. And uh that's that's my uh that's my kind of shout out that I was I was planning on. Should we uh jump into the wrist check? Uh do, 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 do. Yeah, let's just go for it. Let's just uh did you want to talk about the other little thing or should we do it at the end? What was the other little thing? I guess we could talk about it now. Uh, I guess now we have to talk about it. So this is just super, super quick. So uh, uh, kind of congruent with the growth of Two Broke Watch Knobs of the site and with Patreon and the podcast, obviously. Um, oh, I remember now. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we want to do is we were we we're trying to figure out also the best way to kind of set ourselves up to always be in a position to always be connecting with you guys, to always be putting great content out there, to always have a forum for me to talk about my nipples because I don't really get the chance to talk about them that much anymore. So he, he, my, only, talks, he only talks to me about them. Yeah, Michael Michael hears far more about my body than my fiance does, and she lives with me. <laughs> you know? She sees this train wreck. She, she, she sees this melting action figure every day, but Michael hears about it more. You know? <laughs> Who's texting me? Fuck off, dude. Uh, so we were also, we were trying to figure out also the best way to kind of set ourselves up to keep doing that. And, um, we just kind of to, wanted to put the question out there because we want you guys to feel like you're a part of our growth, to feel like you're a part of every decision we make. If anyone out there has, has any, I guess, like, if anyone out there is in a position to give us advice or opinion on forming an LLC in order to like start putting ourselves in a position to, to make this bigger, that would be super helpful because I've formed LLCs um, in the States, so it's a limited liability, uh, I don't know the fuck it is, corporation, some shit like that. Um, if it was just one of us, it wouldn't be an issue. But since there's two of us, it's kind of complicated because I want to make sure we do everything right. If um, if anyone out there is like a tax professional or if you've gone through this yourself with uh, multiple partners, like in the 80s, that was, really, that was a really dumb joke, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a stupid dad joke. Hashtag dad joke. <laughs> um, if you have any advice in regards to that, that would be awesome because we were trying it the other day and it got to the point where I'm like, listen, man, I don't want to go to jail for not doing something correctly. That would be super, super valuable because that would be really helpful for just the growth of what we're doing, putting ourselves out there and really, you know, being more available to people who feel like they need a place in the watch world, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you have any advice on that, any like uh, insights, you know, DM us, uh, email us. Definitely, I wouldn't do it in the comments if you're not comfortable um, doing it in the comments. Um, that would be, I think that would be incredible to, just to help us kind of, you know, just to answer a couple questions. Not like do it for us. We can do it. I know how to do it. I just want to make sure I'm doing it, doing the right it. Do you know doing it right? Doing right it. I mean, don't don't we just need like a like a Swiss bank account? Isn't that that's bro? If I plan. had my fucking way, I would keep all my money under my bed and guard it with a gun, twenty four hours a day. But if, but fucking apparently, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? No. no, I've 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 talked to Nora about the same thing. Except I I I might opt for a, a super soaker, <laughs> one of the one of the backpack ones. You know. Oh, dude, um, when I was a kid, the Super Soaker CPS 2000 was the jam. It wasn't a backpack, but it was like holding, it was like holding a fucking Great Dane, like a Great Dane in <laughs> repose. It was this giant fucking gun and you pump it and you see this little like erection meter go to like full and like you shoot it and it would just, it would just ejaculate this rough stream of water at whatever you were pointing at and it would just fucking annihilate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that gun was my fucking jam when I was a kid. So yeah, yeah. we'll get. Well, I don't. I don't even know if they still make super soakers or whatever, but we'll get those and we'll guard. Yeah. We'll guard my fifty cents with those. Yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. But, <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, again, if you have any insight or any advice, or if you've gone through something similar, or if you're in a position to kind of give good advice about that, that would be really really helpful because I just want to make sure we do it correctly so we're always in a place to be 
you know, there with you guys. Love growing with you guys. Love watching your collections grow. Love having you guys with us as our collections grow. So this is all tied to that. So yeah, I I I I I I, I cut you off, dude. What'd you say? No, no, it's it's one of those things where I, I think it goes back to uh, watching this grow into something that we might have not been expecting when we um, when we just started firing up the uh, the recording apps and and recording yeah. like across the country, um, and uh, you know together with that growth, we we just want to make sure that we do everything properly and uh, you know don't screw up anywhere along the way because I I can't I can't bail has out of jail yeah um, no no one no one can bail me out of, no one that i know and that who likes me is able to bail me out of jail you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so, so i don't want to i don't want to go to jail they will pound my chocolate ass into moose if i go to jail guys all right can we just can we just clarify that uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i guess we can clarify that <laughs> Oh, uh, they will they will whip my butter into cream like no one's business, bro. All right. <laughs> how many more how many more prison rape jokes can I make, Michael? We we can we can see how far it goes throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so again, um DM, email us kind of any um insight on that. And just to also kind of clarify, I did use my Google Foo, which is fairly strong, to find an answer, but it's kind of a special situation with Michael and I. We're across the country. We are going to be filing in one state, but um, it's just a bit complicated with yeah. two people right now. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Now, now we can go on to the wrist check. I'm sorry. I feel like it's taking us a long time to honor tradition and go to the wrist check. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. We're, you know, we're getting warmed up. I think we're like 18 minutes in. Something like that. Yeah. So do you want to, I've, I've been, I've been annoying the nice people with my voice for long enough. Do you want to, do you want to go first with your wrist check? Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm, I'm excited about yours. I'm I'm really excited about mine too. Um, and I kind of like I centered my whole day around this watch when it came <laughs> in because uh, it was just a, a very special situation and a very special watch that um, you know kind of caught my eye. Uh, like maybe a couple years ago, I think it came out a couple years ago, and. Um, so this is this is a Seiko Sumo, but it's a it's a special one because it's the SBDC 027, and it's a uh, it's a limited edition Seiko that they released to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Seiko's divers. And I, let me just look at the case back here. Yeah, they made 2,000 of them, and uh, wow. I think when they when they came out, they were pretty. They were pretty easy to find, but these days uh, it's all pretty much dried up. And uh, if you if you see one for sale, a lot of times it's for way more. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is also pretty special because um, it's been shared with me by a, uh, a really cool kind of fellow watch fam member and someone that has listened to the show as well. And he is uh, the Wrist Fund on Instagram. What up, dude? So uh, thank you so much, man, for for sending this over. We did a, a little watch swap. So um, you know he sent this over, and he should be getting the uh, the bull of a moon watch uh, soon at some point. Hopefully by the time this episode airs. But uh, back back to the sumo. Um, I kind of forgot how much I like Seiko sumos. <laughs> <laughs> I I love mine. Mine is like it's such a jewel in my collection. Not just because the, the sentiment. But it's just there's just something really special about it in the Seiko Diver line. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else like it. 
Yeah, and uh, they're they're big watches. You know, I I remember. I think one of the last times we hung out, um, might it might have been like at Disney or something, and and you you gave it to me. Your 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 blue one, your SBDC zero three three. I think. Yep, that's the one zero three three. Yeah, and I put it on. And I was like, ah, this is this is really cool. And uh, and then I kind of forgot about them. And then I got this one in the mail, and uh, it's just it's like a big. It's just a big Seiko diver, and it's mm-hmm. kind of pulling my attention into uh, the higher end tier of Seiko divers. Like when you get into stuff like the Sumos or like the Shogun, or like even higher, like the SBDX 017 uh, Marine Master. Yep. Um, and that watch specifically, when I when I look at something like the Marine Master and I see this uh, Sumo, um, they kind of this sumo takes some uh design cues from the marine master and also i think the uh, 62 mas uh interesting i never i never seen that in what aspects do you think it takes some from the 62 moss so when you look when you look at the dial of this sumo there are a couple things that make it different from like the uh the production sumos that you see Mm -hmm. so the handset is completely different you have yes uh these kind of minimal baton hands uh which you see you see them on the 62 uh, Moss, and the uh, the markers are pretty much, pretty much the same. Oh, they're um, re- they're like rectangles, right? Rectangular. Yeah, yeah. the The production sumos have those big. Um, they're not they're not like they're not like the monster hands, but they're these like big kind of sword hands. Uh, sure. It's, it's very unique, kind of hard to explain, but on this one, just very simple beveled and polished uh, baton hands for the hours and the minutes. And then you keep that kind of segmented seconds hand, which you see on the, um, I think both the Marine Master and the old like sixty one fifty nines, which used to have on the long sweep, uh, like the stoplight pattern, where like one segment was just like the plain loom color, and the other segment was like a red. So it was called the stop hands, a uh, second hand, oh, cool. and uh, that's that's a pretty cool little nod to the uh, the Seiko diving heritage. Uh, and also the Arabics on the bezel, they're different not, than mine. Yeah, they're not as they're more bold on on yours. I think they're they're bigger. Mm-hmm. So these these are kind of like thinner, um, more minimal looking numerals, and uh, still powered by the six R fifteen. And nice. instead of a mineral crystal on this one, you get sapphire and uh, dye shield coating on this. So I'm not sure. Does, does do you know if you're? I, I actually don't even know much about Dia Shield. Do you know if if your sumo has that? I I couldn't find anything. Um, the first time I heard about it is when you mentioned it in the pre-talk, and I didn't want to say anything because I don't want you to think I was dumb. <laughs> well, there you go. So completely <laughs> candid. I have no idea what that is, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's like a proprietary Seiko coating that is supposed supposed to help you um, kind of minimize scratches. And you know this. The, if if that is the case, it, it works because this watch, you know, for its its age, um, you know, the wrist fund. I'm not sure how how long you've had it, but uh, it's it's pretty clean. You know, I, I don't see a lot of, you know, desk diving rash or is that so that it. that's coating on the metal of the watch or on the crystal? On I believe on the metal. Yeah. Okay. It's on, cool. It's on the metal. So um, yeah, very very cool watch and uh, just big. It's I think it's forty five millimeters these these sumos and that's that's kind of something that uh, I might shy away from I know I know the SRP triple seven is is kind of up there too but 
for some reason, I, I feel like that fits me a little bit better. So but I, have, I have a recommendation. You have it on the bracelet right now. As, as someone that's been wearing a sumo for a while, you have yours on a bracelet right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Are those lugs drill through as well? Oh, yeah, they are. I haven't actually didn't notice that before. Throw yeah. it throw it, throw it, on a NATO, dude. The NATO helps a lot. So you don't think, you think it'll wear smaller with the NATO? I don't think it'll wear smaller. I think it'll feel less like um, a shackle. Okay. On, on a NATO. Does that make sense? I, I It's not going to help the size of the case, but it will... Um, that's been my experience. But the, I love the bracelet, and I suspect that's why they did a 20-millimeter bracelet on a 45-millimeter a watch, fat guy in a little coat, you know what I'm saying? Because right. they didn't want it to have that large of wrist presence. And obviously, 22 is going to make it feel pretty big. 18 is too small, so 20 is a compromise. Um, for some reason, in my opinion, I have had mine on a NATO for a long time. I had mine on that navy and gray NATO for a long fucking time, and right, it was awesome. Yeah. It was super, super cool. So I would suggest giving that a shot. It also really brings out the sexiness of the lugs. That's why I love taking watches off bracelets because you don't really get a good sense of the characteristics of the lugs until that bracelet is off. Fucker's calling me. Interesting. Yeah, this this watch on on that subject, there are just like threads like pages upon pages upon pages like thousands of comments on the internet mm-hmm. about about the 20 millimeter uh bracelet width on yeah. a 45 millimeter people get, people are like really really upset about that <laughs> and um you know that's i guess that's something i expected when i when i put it on and it doesn't really bug me much i i actually don't think uh i don't think it's that much of an issue people get really upset about the clasp also because I, I guess it's just like a standard stamped. Seiko it's stamped. Clasp. Yeah, it's, it's it's stamped. I mean, it's fine, uh, you know. But um, if if there's only one, if there's one thing that bugs me about the sumo is that it's that part of the design where you can only grab the bezel at twelve and six. Yes, it's what I call the clitoral hood. <laughs> okay. I've yeah. said that on the I've said that in the air before. I think I hope I've said that on the air. The Seiko Sumo has a clitoral hood, which <laughs> kind of masks part of the. I don't know what else to call it, dude. It masks the bezel um, at nine and three, so you can only grab it like Michael is saying, and it, you can grab it very very well at um, at twelve and six. So the sweet spot of the clitoral hood is at uh, you know twelve and six, and you can turn it from there. I don't mind it. The first that was because the thing is I'm used to it. So the first watch I ever had that had a bezel was that watch. So I'm just used to that. The the the, the the first watch I ever had that didn't have the clitoral hood was the 7002, I believe, that I got from you. And that was right. just, that was just so cool. I could just grab it anywhere, you know what I mean? But but it's it's part of the design, I think, to also not make the watch feel too too big. Because like I said, I think they I really think they made that to be a dress a dressy diver. You know what I mean? The uh the sumo? The, the sumo. They didn't want it to have like like the the large presence of like a Marine Master. They didn't want it to have the straight tool presence of like an XKX or the seven zero zero two. Like it's 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 really a, a, a in my opinion one of the more versatile Seiko divers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. One of one of the things that he talked about the wrist fund before he sent it to me. He's like, yeah, this is this is what I call like a sub sub killer. You know, and I'm like, okay, interesting. That's, that's cool. But when you you know if you've if you've tried on the the more modern submariners with like the ceramic bezels and stuff like that and like the big wide like shoulder lugs um you kind of get it you kind of get it when you when you strap the sumo on and mm-hmm. uh one thing that puzzles me about this one and I'm not sure if it's the case with the current production black sumo or with yours 
Okay. The, the bezel, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the bezel insert material, but it's like super, super glossy. And I don't know. I don't think it's ceramic. It has that like glossy ceramic look, but it might be. It might be just like a plain aluminum bezel with like something over it. I'm not sure. Is your is your bezel like super glossy? No, I can't remember. No, it's it just looks like it's a regular like aluminum one almost. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Not, I I think they they might have done something different with this uh, this anniversary model. But um, awesome. Yeah, I never thought I never thought that I'd see one of these in person because they're kind of they're kind of hard to find these days. So you know, they only thanks. they only made they only made two thousand. You said. Yeah, two thousand. So thanks thanks again to the wrist fund for letting me spend some time with this one. Uh, I'm gonna take good care of it and uh, hope you enjoy the uh, the bull of a moon watch when it gets to you. Um, so what, what are you wearing today, Cass? Oh, nothing new, nothing special. I mean, it's special to me, but I'm wearing my, uh, my Orient Christmas chrono. I fucking love this watch. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those watches where it's, I don't want to say it's my new grab and go watch, but like, it's definitely up there. Like if I need to run out of the house and I don't necessarily feel like wearing something else and I just want to wear this, I just wear this. Cause it's also, it's all, I'm doing a review on it. The review should hopefully be up by the time this episode goes up. Um, it's something that you see a lot in the Orient Neo 70s line. Now, a lot of folks in the U.S. don't really know too much about the Orient Neo 70s line. It's sort of a, a line of watches that Orient has done. There are some USA models where um, the watches are not necessarily homages or replicas of like classic vintage inspired designs, but they definitely sort of take design cues and each one of the orient neo 70s line has something like visually um visually like distinct and unique about it and in the case of the christmas chrono it's this fucking dial you know what i mean if this dial was anything else it wouldn't be like i think as attractive to me so i'm just wearing that right now i have it on my toxic shiznit i love this strap um and I mean, yeah, that's 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 basically it, you know. I, I I you know look forward to the review. If it's not already up, it will be up soon. Um, and for people who've seen the watch but have never seen the watch on the bracelet, that's because the the bracelet's just made a dog shit. So the first thing I did was just take it off, you know. It's a bad bracelet. It's the thing is, it's a limited edition watch. They only made a thousand of them, and it was only two hundred and fifty bucks. And so. It, with those that with that formula, you have to cut the costs somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's the bracelet. And I'm okay with that because I don't think a chronograph like this belongs on a bracelet. I think its home is in NATO. And I've had it on this toxic shiznit, which everyone needs to fucking check out because these things are awesome. It's uh it's like a seatbelt weave herringbone pattern. It's not like any NATO you've ever felt, especially not in the price range. Definitely worth checking out. So if you've seen the Orient chronograph and you've seen it on our feed and it's on this NATO. Uh, check out the review because for a couple pictures, I put it back on that awful, awful fucking bracelet. Just, just, <laughs> just, so, <laughs> just so you guys can see what it looks like, you know. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's what I'm wearing right now. Nothing too crazy. Uh, don't have. I don't think I have any new watches coming in. Um, I'm really focusing right now on uh, Rivco watches. So thank you so much, to everyone that's commented on the the case post that I put up with the interactive CAD uh, uh, little window in there. That little. I think it's an iframe technically I made it as. Um, at this time also the the one for the dial, the post for the dial should be there. The dial I think will really give folks a lot of flavor. Um, all I will say to tease it in case it's not up yet because I have to go and double check. Uh, if you like the dial on my Orient GMT, my Orient Star GMT, if you like 
that dial, you will like the dial on the uh, Rivka MTP1. Um, Ooh, I'm intrigued. When it shows up. Yeah, it's good. It, it's a lot of fun. It really, really helps kind of uh, do what I'm trying to do with the watch. And so thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for the kind comments. And um, what I also want to get feedback on, which is relevant to this episode, so just before I do that, are we ready to transition to the main topic, or is there anything that we missed? Is there any watch news? We didn't talk about watch news in the pre-talk. Did anything happen? Um, some something happened today. It's a, it's an expensive watch, and it's a brand. It's it's one of those brands that I um, which I think it happened yesterday. Um, and it's a brand that's like super super pricey, uh, but it's like. I feel like it's the only brand where I, I look at the crazy price and I'm like, okay, I can understand that. Okay. Uh, but, but it's the, um, uh, so Elanga and Zona came out with their, uh, like a new version of their 1815 uh, chronograph um, with a black dial. Um, you know, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a small superficial change. Uh, it's still like in a platinum case with a pulsometer scale. Okay. Um, but, uh, Gosh, that watch is just like I don't I don't know how much you know about Longa. I I don't know much myself either. Maybe they're a good contender for another watches we know nothing about episode. I know I know of them, but don't they make like like super super expensive watches on the regular? Like isn't that like a thing? Yeah, yeah, they're they're <clears throat> crazy crazy expensive. But nobody nobody finishes movements like they do. Is that right? Interesting. It's just it's insane. So yeah, this this new eighteen fifteen came out with a uh, with a black dial platinum case uh, for for fifty thousand, <laughs> just the only low, only the low 50, price the low price of fifty thousand, and um, I guess I guess it's big news for the uh, the collectors that are into Langa and stuff like that uh, because it's so much it's so much cheaper than their flagship, which is like the the, the datograph. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's like around 96,000 or something like that. Jesus. Um, and the <sighs> kind of like the platinum platinum case black dial look was sort of exclusive to the datograph. And um, now you, you get that, you get that same look with the 1815, which is about 40,000 less. So if you guys are in the market, <laughs> now, you know, you know, you know what I regret? I regret in college, not becoming a cam girl or cam boy. Can't remember uh, which one is, which I mean, maybe then, Okay, so if I'd become a cam girl in college, I would have taken better care of my body so as to get better money, and I would also have money to buy fifty thousand dollar along in Sonas or however you say the brand name. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I um. Maybe that could be my niche. Maybe that could have been my. Niche. I could be a cam girl specifically for people who want horology hard-ons. Like I'll be wearing nothing except a nice watch, and we can talk about like mainsprings and how to get them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in in like you can do like private private sessions yeah um, dude i could do private sessions and i could have like the donate button and you could hear you know ringing all the time or whatever i have no idea and like man like i really i really missed the boat on that one it's the strange the things you regret when you turn 30 michael you know i mean saying? you're you're i mean you're getting married soon so maybe uh maybe you can try it out for for a few months you can set up a patreon um <laughs> <laughs> somebody made a joke that patreon was like a porn funding thing and I think maybe they're right, or rather, a lot of amateur pornographers are on Patreon. Did you realize that? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so really, I'm halfway there, dude. You know what I mean? I almost just did. I almost just did that fucking Bon Jovi song. 
Um, so really, I'm 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 halfway there. You know, I just I just need to 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 grasp grasp my porn career by the testicles and shake it in my face for tips. That's basically what it is. Yeah, think about it. I um, a long long time ago, long time ago, I used to, <laughs> I used to know uh, I used to know a young lady that did things like that, and uh, and she 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 might she might be able to afford this longer. I think. I'm sure I'm sure she's perfectly well adjusted has a solid career and has no psychological ramifications about her personal choices whatsoever, right? These days I I can't vouch for that. <laughs> Last I heard of her, she moved out of the country. So uh, that's go. where that's where it's at, man. I got to be a cam girl in like the Ukraine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Feel like that's where it's at, you know? Uh, but that's that I mean that's all the watch news that I can that I can think of. I'm not sure if you saw anything else uh this week. Um, not particularly, not, not, yeah. not particularly. No. Yeah. But watch news just in general and like just watch media and blogs and stuff like that is, uh, I mean, at this point, just, just a blur to me because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you and I are just so immersed in it. And I, I continually try to find ways to sort of minimize that aspect of mm-hmm. my, my browsing habits but it's just it's really hard to get away from. But that's that's all the news that comes to my mind now. With watch news, what I find annoying is like if I'm I I, I haven't gone on in a, on in a while, but in the past week I've been going on it, like the Watchville app. You know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah. I'm scrolling down, it's the same five fucking things, same five fucking outlets with the same press images talking about the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because because brands. Brands will send things out, and then there's a yes. press embargo, and then the embargo lifts all at the same time, and everyone everyone goes ape shit. It releases the same thing all at once. Man, but what I what I love, I think about the approach that we're taking to some of these press releases is that we're not just necessarily like copying and pasting or just giving like a bland uh, breakdown of what's happening. I think in the at least in the ones that I, I I the few that we've done so far, we give an opinion, like in that Orientami one. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, you know, we gave you the facts, but we also kind of gave you our impressions of the watch. In addition to that, I know we've done that with, I think, I think there have been a couple or maybe one Seven Friday uh, thing that we did that they had sent us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. in, in addition to the Orient Bambino uh, uh, second generation version three, uh, that more minimal of the Bambinos. Not my favorite, and I think I said that in the thing, but it's just cool that it's out. So I don't know. I, I, I like that. I kind of wish that we saw more of that or that rather we should just do more of that. Yeah, um, Tudor Tudor got a new brand ambassador. I don't know if you saw that. Is it me? God, I hope it's me. It's not you. Ugh. It's it's not you. He does okay. have a nice tan though. Um, it's, Michael, uh, I don't have a tan. I have a curse. Okay, but yes, who? <laughs> who, who <laughs> I was waiting who's, for your retort. <laughs> who's uh, who's the new brand ambassador with the good tan? It's uh, it's David Beckham. He's, oh, he has he's, a great tan. That is a beautiful does, man. Does, yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> He's the new uh, Tudor brand ambassador, and I thought that was kind of kind of funny because I can't, off the top of my head, think of, of other Tudor brand ambassadors. Um, um Ben Clymer, <laughs> uh, John Mayer, not officially, mind you, but uh, they had yeah. a hand. Um, Tudor ambassadors, I don't know. I think he he's the one that's popping into my head. Is he? Is he the first? He, he might be because I, I don't know if Tudor even. Did the whole um, brand ambassador thing before well, this, this. Is, this? This is this is their first step into 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 fuckoffery, as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, yeah. 40... They have their their new Born to Dare campaign. I think he's he's kind of he's the one. He's the Dude, one. I think a homeless person would be much more emblematic of the Born to Dare lifestyle. If you're David Beckham, I think you got it pretty easy right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if you're a fucking homeless guy, dude, that's awful. That's that's tough, man. That guy's really like he's out there, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's more emblematic of the Born to Dare campaign. It also sounds way, way too similar to the Tag Heuer, like don't crack under pressure bullshit with all them Tom Brady pictures. After that motherfucker and 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 his and his Gouda squads or whatever, squad of goons, however you say it, my 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 learning skills kicking in. After they won the Super Bowl or whatever. That yes. motherfucker's picture was everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. I go to McDonald's, I finish my burger, it's in the bottom of my wrapper. Like, fuck, dude, they can't, I can't get away from him. He's everywhere, judging I, me with his hair. I wish, I wish watch advertising was was that in your face. <laughs> to where to where I see George Clooney and his Omega, like, in my cheeseburger wrapper. That, that'd be kind of nice, actually. Oh, man. Talk about ad Talk about ad space. Talk about, like, direct, like, direct-to-consumer ad space selling. You know what I mean? In Seattle, uh, the buses I've seen on the, the sides of the buses here, there are a lot of uh, Oris ads, uh, which I found pretty surprising. Yes. Uh, they are all over, or at least the last time I was in New York, they are all over the LIR. Oris ads are all over the Long Island Railroad, and the stops, the last time I was in... Um, I was at the Amityville station uh, last time I was there, and there was one there. They were on the actual trains themselves, so I don't know. Maybe they assume – maybe there's some sort of analytics person who deduced that Oris customers take public transportation. Yeah, it's it's funny, actually. <laughs> if you if you Google Oris bus ad, the first result is a Watch You Seek thread that is titled Oris ad on a bus in downtown Seattle. And I think, I think it's uh, – Oh, you know, I was hoping that it would have their real watches for real people kind of thing. That the slogan they, they do. Uh, but it's just Swiss made watches since 1904. Is that really, is that Oris's, is that really Oris's slogan, real watches for real people? Yeah, it's something like that. It's, uh, I mean, I, I love Oris, but I don't think real people are spending Oris money. They're, they're spending like Timex money, which is fucking awesome in my opinion. I, I, <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like that's like the real watch, or or some of those Casios, man. That DW fifty six hundred. I still I still think that's just a great watch. I gotta pick that up one day with my cam girl money. Yeah, it's real watches for real people. That's what's on their site. Man, hashtag horology cam girl. Really missed my calling. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write that one down. Horology. Otherwise, it's a yeah, pretty pretty boring week for for watch news, and I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe yeah, maybe we can talk about our our main topic now. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to say is uh, in prelude to the main topic, the main topic for the day is 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 obviously as you were the glean from these title or the watch graphic watch straps. We have not had a really like good like boilerplate just discussion about watch strap culture. Um, in the watch family, in watch collecting, on all ends of the spectrum, you know, uh, uh, like you know, like like Seiko money or like Timex money, all the way up to like, I don't know, MDNF money or whatever. I, I don't know if you can even change the straps on those fucking watches. You know what I'm saying? Like doing heart surgery. I have no idea. But like all the whole spectrum, just watch strap culture, and kind of in prelude to that, I wanted to kind of gauge the the watch family. Of, does anyone have any like impressions or insight into what they would want me to pair? Rivka with because I don't I have the capabilities of printing a bracelet 
but it would basically make the watch uh, like three times more expensive than I want because it'd be fucking incredibly time intensive. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would take forever. <laughs> that would take forever. Maybe one day I can do that um, as something fun. I would love to 3D print a stretchy bracelet. So it's a bracelet with links, but it, but it has like that stretchy cord material. So you can just like, whoop, slip it on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so cool. You know? Um, in addition to that, I don't necessarily know if like leather is the way to go. My my gut is telling me um, a nice NATO makes a lot of sense. But I wanted to kind of get everyone's opinions. Um, if you're not comfortable answering now, you can definitely wait for more info to come out on the watch because obviously seeing the whole package is going to influence it. Um, but right now, it's it's a NATO. Would a NATO be something y'all wouldn't like to see or would totally be cool with? It just seems to be what makes sense to me right now. So. I don't want to talk too, too much about that because I, I want to leave enough time for the main topic. Um, but yeah, so just kind of give me your insights on that. Right now, I'm leaning NATO. Um, that makes sense. Cool. If not, let me know. If you're undecided, definitely chill. We have time. I can always change things on the fly. And it is going to be drilled through lugs. It's going to be 18 millimeter. Not drilled through. I guess printed through. <laughs> Print, printed, <laughs> printed through lugs. Um, so obviously, you will be at your leisure to change the strap to whatever the fuck you want on there. Um, yeah. But right now I'm kind of aiming for a NATO at the moment. So yeah, so that that's that's just uh, kind of the prelude to it. But but dude, people are really weird about, I feel like, I feel like there's this strange thing. And we talked about this uh, offline, I think, I think yesterday and maybe in the pre-talk. The weird culture in watches with watch straps to where it's totally cool to change the watch strap on your Seiko SNK805. But it is fucking not cool to change the strap on your like Omega Speedmaster or on your like you know Rolex Submariner or or, or like your date <laughs> or, or like your date just like it's okay to change straps on watches that don't cost a lot of money, but it is not cool to change them on expensive watches. Have you noticed that too, or is it just me and my selective sight? No, no, you're right. I think it has to do with the fact that when you when you buy. Um and this this kind of ties into to what you choose for Rivka. When you buy when you buy a watch on a bracelet, a huge chunk of that cost is actually that bracelet. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So, you know, you better hope it's I mean, it should be a nice bracelet. If you take something like the Tudor Pelagos, for example. Um fucking love that watch. Which has just amazing technology like built it into the bracelet and when it when it came back to the states i think in like 2013 or something uh with that bracelet like technology it just i mean it, it blew my mind and if you i mean i know i know pelagos looks great on on something like a nato but you know for for me at least i just i don't see why you would take that away from the watch and it's it's not necessarily like an expense thing it's more like a feature thing like if you're if you're taking the old like tin can like bracelet away from the five digit like Rolex references like fine you know it's those like tin can like stamped bracelets or whatever but these uh, the new ones with like the um, the oyster clasp and all that stuff I mean mm-hmm. you know I mean you paid for it <laughs> so why aren't why aren't you using it so I think it's like it's with an expensive watch there's acknowledgement that part or there should be at least acknowledgement that part of what you're paying for is this nice bracelet. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's 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 not something that I find silly or it's not something that I that I judge. But um, I think that that might be going through some people's heads uh, with with uh, expensive watches on, on aftermarket straps and stuff like that. 
I mean, I suppose, but does that mean, well, then it gets weird. If everyone, and we talk about this on the show all the time, you know, collect in a vacuum, collect in, and express your urology passion, whatever way it makes sense to you, as long as you're not like diddling kids or hurting someone, like you do whatever you do with watches, as long as that's what is important to you and you don't hurt anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, does that mean you should, I don't know why I'm talking about diddling kids again. This is really troubling, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, we can um, limit that. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, guys. <sighs> the problem, Michael, the problem is I just finished my coffee and I have to honor two broke wash knobs tradition and I have to have a proper drink while recording. Well, the only thing I have in the house right now, because I don't want to buy new alcohol because I have no money, is gin. So I am just drinking lukewarm gin right after my coffee. So I can only imagine what my brain and my endocrine system are currently going through right now. You know what nice. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's perfect. That's I can only imagine I'm an early onset renal failure. As we have this <laughs> very nice conversation, you know, because coffee dope is bad, as bad as it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I just I just have some some coffee because I don't know how appropriate it is for me to drink at 930 in the morning. <laughs> you're a writer, so I assume it's incredibly appropriate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, if you if we are always encouraging people to practice the neurology in their way, does that mean even if they want? To change the bracelet, they shouldn't like like. Is it it it? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, should no. I, I I think I think you should still do what you want. I mean, hell, if you if you have a if you have a a, a longa datagraph and you want to put that thing on a on a five dollar NATO from Amazon, I mean, just <laughs> go for it, man. Well, here's the thing: can you change the straps on some of those expensive watches? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you can change the strap on your Hublot because they have those like those rubber Inter- straps. Yeah, there's integrated straps. Like I, I don't know because I know there are some watches that have integrated straps where you can change them. Like for instance, the Orion Field Standard. In addition to the um, Orient Nami, a lot of people had questions about the Orient Nami when we first put out the press release, which I think we were the first. So what's up? Um, and the, a lot of questions were about the integrated strap, and like it kind of opened my eyes because that was what everyone asked the most. Can I change the strap? Can I change the strap? Like they changing the strap is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? So. The answer is yes, you can. I talked to the guy. I talked to our, our representative over at Oregon. He says, yes, you can change it. So if I didn't clarify that in the press release, guys, you can't change it. But for those expensive watches, can you even change it? I don't know. Does anyone have their own Anublo or have any of their, our Red Bar listeners <laughs> handle Anublo? If so, are there little slots in the back for you to stick your spring bar tool? I don't know why that's so funny to me. I think um, if you take if you take a watch like the, um, the Royal Oak 15400, um, which I dream about every other night, um, mm-hmm. and that and that crazy crazy bracelet oh, that it man. has. Uh, people people do swap that out for some of the uh, some of the leather options uh, that AP makes, and I think they have some rubber straps that I've seen uh, people pair that watch with. Um, so yeah, and I think on expensive watches, it's it's still a thing unless it's like a weird crazy integrated design that makes it difficult to um to swap you know interesting yeah I, dude speaking speaking of like expensive watches and rubber straps i, I want to tell people I, I told you earlier i saw i saw i think i saw the most expensive watch i've ever seen in the wild um when i was uh, away from home okay um i was on a i was on a boat and um i was in a line to get off of this boat and the person in front of me he was this dude who's probably my age um, he spent way too long on his hair, which 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 uh, uh, is offensive to me. I don't know why. Probably because I don't spend time on my hair, and I'm subconsciously very jealous of people with nice hair. 
and he had on these really nice jeans and he had on a really nice shirt and he had like a like a really cool like techie Swiss Army backpack and he had like this cool handheld device and um, obviously my eyes I don't make eye contact anymore I make watch contact with my eyes I just look at people's wrists you know what I mean yeah yeah I have a wrist fetish I just stare at motherfuckers wrists all the time. And so I look at this guy's wrist, and I'm like, oh, that's a weird fucking watch. And, like, he's playing, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it while trying not to appear as if I'm some sort of, like, rabid voyeur. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, so like some, like, wrist voyeur. And uh, I'm looking at this guy's watch, and I told Michael what it was, and it took me a second to remember also after talking to him. He was wearing the Patek Philippe Aquanaut on a rubber strap. Yeah, they're, they're, nice, uh, they're nice watches, and they usually come on, uh, like, a rubber... Like a rubber strap with like a like an integrated like deployant or something that Patek makes. So um, can you change the strap on that watch? Yes, I mean I've seen that watch also on a bracelet. Okay. Um, and I've I've tried it on the bracelet and it's pretty it's pretty nice. But I think I think that watch belongs on that rubber. You know, it's like kind of a almost like a tire tread like pattern on. The, yeah, uh, and the clasp was interesting as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How much? How much is that watch? Tell tell people at home how much that watch cost. Um, you know, I haven't. I don't. I don't casually check the prices on those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's I, I I don't like it. I don't. I it's honestly. I think it's a great watch for, um, the no like bullshit. This is what we're going to design the watch to look like. I it's not really designed for me, but it's just an expensive watch, man. It's it's. I think it's in excess of like ten thousand bucks. Oh, the, the Aquanaut? Yeah it's, yeah, it's way more. It's way more. I mean, used, okay, so yeah, used, I'm seeing like 20000 for like the time only and stuff Jeez. like that. And, um, you know, if they, they make like a world time, not world time, but a, like a dual time model, um, that is like... That guy was probably a cam girl. Maybe, yeah. That's how awesome. I was able to afford all those nice things, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the, the yeah, the, the dual time goes into like 30,000 plus kind of territory, I think. Yeah. I think it's funny actually. You said you you putting a five dollar NATO on your <laughs> your like ten or excuse me twenty thousand dollar watch. I don't know. It's just it's it's it yeah. Makes so me if somebody's a- listening, if somebody's listening, and you have you have a, a Longa data graph, and you want to troll the the watches <laughs> subreddit, do that. Yeah, get a five dollar NATO and put your watch on that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why, I don't know why people get so upset about that. You know. I just I I think it's I think it gets back to that whole bullshit about how you grow and progress your watch collection by spending more money. You know what I mean? And the only reason why you change straps on like uh, a cheaper I, I hate I hate saying cheaper, but like a less expensive watch is because that's like your fun experimenting stage, and then eventually you'll grow up to like the Rolex stage and like the Along and Sony or however you say stage where you won't need to like alter whatever they put out there. You know what I'm saying? Like well, it's just in it, this, I mean, on that topic and on the topic of like straps and stuff like that, if you take kind of one of the most enthusiastic, 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 uh, like subcultures, like in, in watches in general. And that's like the, the Panerai, like strap swapping, Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Kind of cult that goes on. And those, I mean, those are expensive watches and, uh, people, um, people go nuts with like the strap changing on that. Sorry. I had a mild stroke there. 
No, it's fine. It's fine, Michael. If you but if you do have another stroke, please be on the on the podcast with a medical professional. I am not a medical professional. Okay? <laughs> I am. I am. I am very much regretting drinking gin immediately after coffee. If anyone has ever had the inclination to drink uh, uh, coffee with creamer and then immediately chase it with gin, yo, just don't do that shit. You will ruin. You will ruin your Friday afternoon. All right. <laughs> But yeah, well, I mean, have you have you seen that? Like, oh, of course, dude, of course. Like when I was looking, you know, it's funny when I was looking at leather straps for my sumo. Um, the only straps that I say I found that would make sense because there's nothing I want to talk about um, were the Panerai straps because the the distance from the lug bar to the case on the sumo it has like it has like a fucking it's it's like a gap tooth idiot. If I put yeah. like a regular strap on this, so I have to have a strap of like substantial girth, which might be my cam girl name, substantial girth. I think that I think that'll sure. work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I I that's when I learned about all like the Panerai straps and like the Panerai buckle and everything like that. But it's because Panerai makes it so fucking easy because I have those goddamn screw lugs. You know Very what I mean? Easy. My yeah. bronze my bronze more has those, and like it's fucking awesome. It's so convenient i don't have to do like 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 drunk heart surgery with a spring bar tool to make yeah. that shit work i just gotta get my screwdriver and make it happen but the thing is i feel like whether or not panerai you know uh meant to they encourage strap changes but also you have to sort of look i think at one of the biggest features of panerai it's the look when you buy panerai you're buying it because it looks badass you know what i mean yeah, it's go, like a crazy, crazy polished case with those um, really prominent uh, stock leather straps, which I mean are, are pretty com- pretty comfortable, I guess. I, yeah, I don't, um, it's 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 a it's a it's a good looking case. It has that beautiful dome to it. It's a it's a really really simple but clean dial. The whole presentation, I mean, and it looks great with a skull bead bracelet. I just want to say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, the whole thing, it's a very good looking watch, and I think. I think they knew, like, listen, you know, let's let's encourage folks to change the straps out. Well, I mean, at the same time, also, maybe they made it so easy because it comes with a rubber strap. How many expensive watches come with another strap option? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, what do you? We've talked to, we've talked about NATO's a lot. You know, we we've we both kind of expressed our love for for toxic NATO's and and you know his products. What what do you like in general? Do you enjoy leather straps any more or less? Or I like so I'm weird. I don't want my watch to slide or move on my on my wrist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I want to perform Japanese BDCM torture on my wrist. I don't want the watch to move. I will do whatever I can to make sure it stays put. So bracelets have always been weird. I mean PS dance hashtag shout out to PS dance. What's up, dude? Every time I put up a picture where you can see the bracelet, he just DMs us, man, you wear your watch is tight. <laughs> like, every time, dude. I love it. I think it's hysterical. Um, and I do. Uh, the problem is, I love the look of a leather strap. I, I love the look of leather straps. I have some. I, I put them on every now and then. My bronze Mori came with one. I bought a really cool crown and buckle one for my Orange Star GMT. I love them, but they slide. They tend to slide especially yeah. the the thicker ones you know what i mean okay. um and so just because of the function i love natos i i want more natos i especially love toxic natos so shout out to 
Terry over Toxic Nados. If anyone's out there looking, and if, if anyone's out there and you're disenchanted to Nados and you want something different or you want something new or you just want to see what else is out there, definitely check out Toxic Nados. We'll we'll throw, I mean, we throw his link everywhere. We'll, we'll throw his link in the show as well, the show notes. But I like Nados because I can tighten them. I can really, really tighten them. And I know I'm not going to hurt it. And I know it's not going to look too, too weird. You know what I mean? Um, so right now, that's why I have this watch. I have my, my Orient Christmas chronograph on this on this NATO right now. So that's that's the thing. So it's weird for me. I would love to have more of my watches on leather straps, but I know it's just not going to work. Like I told, I think I've said before on the show, when I have to put a watch on with a bracelet, before I put it on, I literally have to take like water and wet my wrist where the watch is going to go <laughs> so it doesn't slide. There's nothing, the the only way I can describe the feeling that I get, like the insta-rage I experience with a bracelet sliding, it's like, um, it's like a toddler who doesn't belong to you tugging on your sleeve. So just imagine you're in line <laughs> at McDonald's to get your George Clooney Big Mac, whatever the fuck it is, and there's just a toddler behind you and he's yanking on your sleeve. And you can't strike the child in your fist with your fist because he's not your fucking kid. At the same time, you shouldn't hit your kids anyway unless they deserve it. They deserve it, hit the fuck out of it. It doesn't matter to me. But like, it's that. Don't beat your kids, people. Jesus Christ, sorry. I, just, I had like a moment of clarity after I said that. Don't beat your children. Hashtag do not beat your kids. We're talking a lot about kids this episode, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking gin. I am not drinking gin again. I don't care if it's all I have. I have like, I have like a jug of like gin in my freezer. That's the only reason I'm drinking it. Okay. But it's just, it's that type of annoyance. It's like that little annoying, mm, I know it's a small thing, it's not a big deal, but it makes me want to burn everything down around me. You know what I mean? When the bracelet um, on my wrist moves. So, sure. I, any any chance I get, I would love to put a leather strap on the watch, but it just doesn't always work out. Like on the bronze more, I would love to keep that leather strap on there because the one it came with is awesome because it has bronze hardware and it's sick. But luckily, it also came... Now, this is something I want to talk about as well. It came with the rubber strap. I love... I'm discovering that I fucking love rubber straps, Michael, because they don't move. I yeah. Don't have to, I don't have to have them super tight. It's hard. It's hard. I think it's hard to find a good one, personally. I um, like the one that came with the Moray. I think it's like... I think it's like an off-brand isoframe or isoframe. Iframe. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like... I think it's like a bear... I, 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 think, I think Steve's calling them barracudas. I have no idea. Barracuda? Right. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I have no idea. And that's got bronze hardware. And I was also, um, Joe Kirk over in the Seiko Boutique in Miami, um, when I went to pick up my Samurai, I also picked up um, a rubber strap that comes with the turtle. Uh, I picked up a rubber strap for my Samurai, and I recently tried it on there. It was fucking awesome. It was so cool. Like, I didn't have to, like, you know, deprive my digits of oxygen by putting a bracelet too tight. Like the, the the rubber strap just stays there. But it's weird because I feel like when you wear a watch with a rubber strap, you it, it it's it has that tool like like I'm about to go diving vibe when I'm not about to go diving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just kind of feel weird sometimes like wearing a rubber strap as a civilian. So I don't know. I, I know I hear I hear that with diving, um, a lot of guys <clears throat> actually prefer. Uh, like a longer rubber strap to something like a NATO or a bracelet. Cause, um, well, I mean, if it's actually like really, really long to put over like a dry suit, uh, or something like that, it's, it's just that much easier. And I guess, uh, a NATO after it's all wet and like salt water and stuff like that, and it can get kind of like, uh, tarnished or like smelly or something like that. So interesting. Um, and also, uh, those, 
that new rubber strap from Seiko, and we can move on to rubber straps uh, next. I I'm also a huge fan because it came it came with my turtle, and mm-hmm. um, I think it's like a it's it's like a very very soft like silicon, and it gets yeah. it gets a little dusty, and people don't like that, but it's not it's not that big of a deal for me. Um, I used to have a really expensive, well not not too expensive, but like. Supposed to be high end or something like that. Uh, rubber strap from uh, Bonetto Cinturini or something like that. And uh, fuck, what is that? Never heard of that. Yeah, they make they make those vanilla rubber straps or like those oh scented ones. Um, oh, we've talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, it's just it was just way too thick. It was way too thick, and no matter what you did um, with like the keeper, you still had this like bulge like sticking out the side of like your wrist. Hmm. It just it it looked kind of silly. So something something slimmer and more uh, flexible, um, you know, and softer like that like that Seiko rubber strap is just that's that's kind of right on the money for me. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go back to I want to go back to the leather straps. You okay. you. You have a particular particular view of leather straps, not just because of the the the, the vegan thing, but I feel like you just don't like them in general because we've talked about that, right? How what what is your opinion on the on the whole leather strap thing? Taking out the the slaughter of animals, like in terms of like aesthetics and feel, because you've you've worn watches with rubber. I mean, you I, I know you've had watches with rubber with rubber with leather straps before, right? Or am I am I totally yeah. just like gin drunk right now? Yeah, well, I mean, I I enjoy I enjoy the the one on the uh, Collinsville Nautilus, for example. That one is, um, you know, that one's pretty cool. That quick change strap on there, yeah, yeah, yeah that thing's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a quick change, and it's uh, it's not like stiff or anything. I think I think with leather, uh, for me, um, it just it gets very expensive. Uh, hmm. And and if you if you look at like the, I guess the nicest ones in the business, um, you know, that'll be from somebody like Hermes uh and and those get oh, into like right. you know like 150 180 plus like 200 dollars sometimes dude and, i've seen some leather straps out there um like custom made ones from like some folks we follow i don't know i don't know what their names are but like they'll but like i i they'll, they'll be like in the like the couple hundred 300 dollar ones as well actually you know it's interesting uh, let's do a shout out to e8 oh, god damn it dude e88 he makes leather straps yeah yeah um, so badass i'm not uh, yeah and then the thing with leather straps too like you sweat and stuff like that and uh and it gets all weird kind of like under the strap and and they they start to stain and then they start to smell i i, I don't yeah i don't i don't wear leather but i will admit interesting that okay. i will admit that i i do like the look uh the look is pretty yeah. cool on some watches like that Longines 1945 that that we wrote about on the website Thing is so cool that comes on kind of like uh like a tan distressed uh leather strap that looks really really nice with the brush dial for example mm-hmm. um you know something like a like a nomos club i wouldn't imagine it on on anything else other than, other than leather um and uh, those you know those panerai leather straps they just it's one of the it's one of the cases where i i really enjoy the look but um yeah i'm just I'm not you a don't, fan you, of you don't like the way it's going to kind of practically carry its age. I think you're like me. You love the way it looks, but there's just something about the practical everyday nature of wearing the watch that just doesn't jive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's a weird situation because you know that when you 
kind of try to fit the traditional traditional dress watch in a collection <laughs> or something like that. You're supposed to have what it white dial leather strap kind of thing. And it's um yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm I'm not really a fan um of leather straps too much. And I don't think um yeah, besides that Collinsville, I don't have I don't have anything on leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because I really enjoy bracelets. Really enjoy bracelets. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. You know what? We were, we, we, you had texted me about this the other day, and I didn't respond because I have no social grace whatsoever. But I, I, I just to kind of gauge from the watch family, do you think it would be fun, guys? And Michael, obviously, I know you. I think you think it's a good idea. If Michael and I did watch swaps, so if I lent Michael my Christmas Orient and he lent me something else, and we did wrist checks like that, Michael, do you think that'd be fun? Yeah, the like a monthly or bi-monthly snob swap. I can I can lend you my Orient Christmas Chrono with the bracelet it came with, and I think I can change your mind on bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> well, the or, the the bracelet on my Orient Mako is the only bracelet that I've ever gotten rid of. I think, but that but that's a good bracelet though. It's supposed to be right, or or was that craptastic as well? No, no, it's pretty craptastic. <laughs> I, I think I think it was a I think it was a really like a very very broke point in my life where i i was like on reddit watch exchange and somebody was like does anybody have a mako bracelet i'll pay 10 bucks <laughs> i'm like i want 10 bucks and I, <laughs> and I so i sold the bracelet um which is and then i, I probably bought a, a couple of tacos and what whatever else you do with 10 bucks um, Dude, man, t- ten bucks at Taco Bell is a fucking feast. You walk in like a fucking jangling king with ten bucks at Taco Bell, <laughs> or, or at least that was the case when I was in high school. When I was in high school, if you walked in with ten bucks at Taco Bell, you were like the baller. You know what I mean? <laughs> you walked into the canteen and tattooing, and everyone just shut up and like watched you take your like, oh shit, Mike's here. You know? <laughs> but um, on so what about um? We've talked about NATOs. We've talked about bracelets, uh, rubber, uh, leather. What about Perlon? Um, you have any? You know I have no up, experience dude? with Perlons. I have experience with Perlons, and um, I've I was gifted one, and I liked it. But it's just one of those things where I had always seen pictures of it, and if and folks who followed the feed or have followed the feed for a while, you've probably seen my Orient disc with the green pearl on, on it. That I was gifted that one. It's it looks super cool, but there's just something about it which doesn't feel very secure because the way the weave works mm-hmm. you can see through it sometimes you know right. what i mean it okay. doesn't feel very sturdy i know mm, someone was actually someone was actually talking to me on instagram about where to get good ones what the fuck was that are you okay that sounded like an earthquake yeah right you heard that too right <laughs> sweetie sweetie cat wake up go look at that go look pro- it might be the other cat <laughs> oh my god it might be the other cat yeah. She might be trapped in the laundry room. Sweetie, make another noise if you're trapped in the laundry room. Yeah. Cat, cat doesn't know English. Um, my thing is, it's just, it. I think it's very, very pretty in pictures. Okay. But actually having one, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give me the same sense of security that I would normally get with like a NATO, which is obviously a close cousin. And I think I, I, I would like to try some of these uh, straps, uh, uh, Perlin straps from... Oh, what the fuck was it called? I think Cincy Straps makes them. Cincy? Cincy Straps? Cincy Strap-Ons? What's it called? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, isn't it Cincinnati Strap Works or something like that? I think it's Cincy something Strap. like that. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll throw their shit in the show notes. I've heard good thing about their Perlons, so I wouldn't okay. mind eventually one day buying one of them from them and trying it, but 
Um, I think the day where I realized I fell in love with the idea of a Perlon, um, or however you say it, because I, I, I feel like an idiot every time I say Perlon, um, is I saw one on a Nomos club, and it was fucking incredible. Oh, it was, nice. It was beautiful. But actually, you know what's funny? I think I think Nomos makes their own. I think Nomos makes their own two-piece Perlon straps. I think they're two-piece. Interesting. So that might be why. That's a little more. That's a little more secure, I think. Maybe I don't know because a purlon is just a single pass, right? It's just a single pass through the uh, through the lugs. Correct. The one, the one or two that I've had experience with, yes. You don't have to do the whole like 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 you know loop through and the tie back in and the and the and the, and the rusty trombone or whatever you have to do to get this thing sure. like on your on your wrist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Uh, but with that, it's just a single, like almost, almost like them R R F uh, NATOs. It's just a single pass through, and like I, I, I really want to like it, but it just, I don't know, um, just didn't feel very secure, very, very pretty. But the second, the second you, it's like seeing, it's like seeing someone really, really pretty, and the second they open their mouth, like, oh, you're a fucking dumbass, like your, your head's full of rocks, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? I, I shouldn't have walked over here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's sort of, that's another that's another favorite, the the RAF. And I, do you have any experience with those? Because that's like my current favorite. <laughs> I have some, um, because uh, I have some from Terry. I don't think I've actually worn any yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I might have. Oh no, I might have on my on my Omega Seamaster Thirty, my nineteen sixty two one. But then I realized it's being held together by right now by cobwebs, so I shouldn't wear it for prolonged periods <laughs> of time. So I didn't like walk around with it i put it on had a panic attack and took it off you know but um but, but what are your thoughts because i feel like i've tried to talk to you about perlons before and the situation was just deflected this was a long long time <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right you know what i'm saying well i've never i've never had one or or worn one or i, I have zero experience with perlon that's that's okay. the case and i think i think there's like a like a like an insane Perlon craze for like about three months on Instagram or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, what the heck is th-? like, I, I just, I didn't get it, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that something that people seem to enjoy. Um, so I, I thought I'd bring it up in the strap talk and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd ever have a desire to wear one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure I, I like that kind of weave look that they you don't have. like that look i think it's badass i love that texture i mean maybe maybe something's got to change my mind um you know back when i was thinking about getting the seiko alpinist uh which comes on a like notoriously awful leather strap really um, that's that strap is supposed to be bad yeah you can um it's it's pretty it's basically a piece of wood um <laughs> <laughs> from from what i hear and what I've seen in like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but uh, I've seen, I'm, I mean, I've seen those on Perlon. That's a pretty, I guess Ooh. it depends on, I guess it depends on the watch and, and maybe I have to uh, try it out because I had never tried out like an RAF uh, single pass style strap until I got one from Toxic Nados and they kind of like instantly became my favorite strap style. Yeah, you, you love that thing. I I, I got I, I have I have a few eighteen millimeter ones that I guess I can try. I guess I can try them on my SNK. What other eighteen millimeter watches I have? Do I have that one explode when I wear them? I could. I haven't. You know, I used to have my Big Zero on a NATO. Right. And it was so like weird. I didn't realize how weird it was. 
until I put it on like a nice two piece, not even nice, like a five dollar Amazon leather strap, but like on a leather strap. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should try one of the RAFs on that. You know what's you know what's interesting? Are there any watch strap faux pas to you? I know of some. But do you know, or do you have any personal ones where you're just like, mm, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like something someone does. Um, like I tell you right now, opted, opted, <laughs> what? Do you, do you have one? Besides, besides the longa on a $5 NATO? <laughs> but is that, would that really be bad? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I guess, I guess it would be pretty bad. Yeah. I think, I think to a lot of people maybe. Okay. Um, but you personally, the people want to know, Michael. I mean, not that, not that I can think of. Uh, maybe, maybe for me, like those new Rolexes, um, I think they look kind of silly on something other than the bracelet, partly because the lugs are so like huge and fat. Um, you mean the new Submariners? Yeah. Yeah. The new Submariners. Uh, like if you take like a five digit, uh, reference that has like the, um, the more compact, uh, lug design. I love those old case shapes in the Submariners before they changed. I love that slender kind of tapering in the lugs do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, the, oh, and those man. those look those look great on on NATO's or or, or yeah. leather or whatever you want to put on it. But every time I see like the newer, uh, I I think they call it the super case or something or the maxi case or something like that. Um, every time I see one of those on something other than the bracelet, I, I'm kind of just like, Ugh. like <laughs> I don't, That's I don't, so I don't get funny. It. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where it, it, the faux pas for you, it's not necessarily to say you guys, you know, don't change the strap or blah, 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 but like maybe pair it with something that actually makes a lot of sense. That actually works with the case. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I still, I still think you should do whatever, whatever the heck you want. If you want like a. If you want like a snake skin something on your G-Shock, uh, go for it. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I, G-Shocks, some people take those square case uh, G-Shocks and those are like an integrated rubber strap and some people put them on NATOs. At first I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird, but I, I I guess I can get it. Um, well, they, they don't they make adapters? They make adapters for you to do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, I mean... I'll tell you one thing that I know you do, which I did once, incidentally, and I was so ashamed of it. Uh, two incidents happened, and then I know for a fact that people are very annoyed by it. you. Uh, you wear—I forgot which watch it was—but you wore a strap on a watch that's about a millimeter or two smaller than the lug width, so a spring bar is showing. Yes, yes. Which watch I, that? I can't remember. It was it was the Mako, and um, that's what it was. Yeah. Why do you do that? Why do you nip slip? spring bar on your make on your makeup because <laughs> apparently that bothers people it, it bothers it bothers people a lot and i'll tell you why <laughs> uh well pe- yeah people like that kind of perfect uh fit mm-hmm. um but i think uh 20 20 millimeter width is just still my favorite sometimes when i'm wearing a 22 uh it just looks kind of fat um sure so uh on some days, I'm just like, well, I'm gonna wear you on a on a twenty because I like that, and it's just <laughs> that's I awesome. It, it looks it looks better on me, I think. Um, and it's it's kind of a it's like a James Bond sort of joke because I told um, you about that when I got when that guy was talking to me in that bar that yeah, I worked with. That iconic shot. I think that Submariner at the time may have had like eighteen millimeter uh, lugs, so it was a sixteen millimeter wide single pass. Uh, strap it's not a nato yep. like some people say uh i don't think the nato was invented back then 
But, I mean, it would make sense for it to be a single pass strap at that time also, especially with the James Bond character, I imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of a, for some reason, that, you know, the prop guy uh, put that together and, you know, that that's, I guess, became a James Bond look. But I just, I like, I like the look of a 20, 20 millimeter strap. But, uh, I never, I never forget. I've told the story um, on our positive, negative AD boutique experience episode, which I feel like we could totally do another one of those episodes in sure, the future. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, I told the story about me going into that Panerai AD and how my fiance saved my life with her, with her unabashed kindness. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you guys haven't heard that episode, go back and check it out. Really, a lot of fun. I think, I think that was a really, really fun episode. Um, I went into that store. I went into it just a, a little while after I'd actually gotten my sumo. That's how long ago this was. And I took the bracelet off and I wanted to wear it on a NATO, but I didn't have any 20 millimeter NATOs because that was the first non 18 millimeter watch uh, that I had. And so I had ordered a 20 millimeter NATO or two. And in the meantime, while they were coming, I was wearing it on an 18 millimeter. So it had that gap. It had, it had you know, spring bar nip slip. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I went into the AD and uh, these sales guys were really weird. I guess they felt it was a good idea to just straight up make fun of my watch to maybe encourage me to buy a nicer watch. You know what okay. I mean? So yeah. they, were making, they were making fun of my sumo uh, being on the 18 millimeter strap. Uh, I think the guy called it like dental floss or some shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so mean. <laughs> they were not very nice, but they almost got me to buy one of those fucking watches at full price. You know what I'm okay. saying? So I don't know, maybe that's like a, hopefully that's like a psychological defect on my part and not some like universal thing, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, so I, I just, I'll never forget that. And I'll never, and like ever since then, just because I was shamed at that stage, I've always made sure to wear a NATO that was like the right, the quote unquote right size. You know? Gotcha. Because the, it's the, it's the look. I don't, I feel weird seeing that gap, but for you, you don't give a fuck. You want to feel good. Yeah, work. yeah. I just um, I don't really care. <laughs> so I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, twenty, you know, twenty is nice. Uh, I think I think it looks good. And um, on a lot of the divers, you know, the size that I that I choose, it's I think it's a good size. Sometimes people move to that twenty too uh, too easily. Um, but I mean, I just the other day I put the SRP triple seven back on a NATO, not the, mm-hmm. not the RAF. Um, and that was, that was like the full 22. That watch I think looks a little bit silly unless you do the, uh, 22 properly. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I can't think of, I can't think of any, um, other faux pas. Stra- yeah. Faux pas. Uh, another strap that I don't think is common um, but I really, really want to try it on and I'm never going to be able to. Okay. Uh, do you remember that, um, that $1 million Richard Mille McLaren chronograph that came out this year? <laughs> the RM50-03? Well, like McLaren for the car? They made one for the car? Yeah, it's like the McLaren F1 split second <laughs> chronograph. It's like the lightest one they did. No, I didn't. I was... I did not. No, I missed that. I missed that. You don't. You don't follow that. Come on. No, man. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to those. To those, uh, those updates. I guess. I need to get on the Richard Meal newsletter. God fucking damn it, dude! I can't keep missing this breaking watch news. <laughs> so that that watch came on this. Uh, I think it comes on a rubber strap, but it also came on this weird, like, elastic, almost like spandex kind of strap, and it looks it looks super weird. comfy. 
And I think it's ironic because the watch is a million dollars and it's like on your wrist with like a piece of spandex. Dude, here's the headline. Richard Meal passes another million dollar kidney stone. Okay. I think we need to <laughs> I think we need to get that on the website fucking tonight. All right. Uh, and, well, uh, that just reminded me of like weird, weird straps. How about that Velcro strap that comes with, I think your watch, your moon watch should have one too, right? And the Omega Speedmaster, like when you buy it. With the strap, obviously. Did, did, didn't your moonwatch come with one, or am I totally off base? So it's good that you brought that up, because I've been fascinated by those recently. Um, uh, so only, okay, only the moonwatch edition that comes with the carbon fiber style leather strap comes with that Velcro-ish. Oh, okay. Um, but there's a company, I think they're in the UK, called Gas Gas Bones, and they make um, two, I guess, the NASA spec um hmm. the proper like velcro slash nylon uh straps that i guess the astronauts wore obviously they make them shorter uh because nobody's wearing them over a spacesuit. <laughs> well <laughs> like a- i think that's what omega does because i told the story on here about me in that boutique asking the guy how that strap works and it looked like he had tangled himself into a hammock trying to figure out how to put that fucking velcro strap on strap on <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh god damn it. Yeah, you know? those 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 are another kind of like really popular. I think they're I, I don't think they're cheap. I think they get close to like forty or fifty bucks too if you order from uh gas gas bones. But uh I can't be gas, certain what we'll, we'll loans. Um and I can't think of any other ones. Um, I think it'd be interesting at this point to sort of throw the ball in the listeners court. Um like, what do you guys think? Are there any watch strap faux pas? Is there anything, and this is really interesting to me, is there anything you thought wouldn't work on a specific type of strap or bracelet, but then you put it on and you fell in love with it? Because that's what happened to me with the rubber straps. The, the first rubber strap I ever got was on that uh, Steverall Bronze Moray. And I remember I put it on because I'm like, okay, let's just fucking put it on. Maybe it'll be good for pictures because I thought it was going to be stupid, but I fucking loved it. Mm. Except for that fucking vanilla smell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when you were asking me, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. I love the strap. But, like, I think they made it in the same place where they process ice cream. And I, because it just smells like vanilla. And then you're like, and then you like very nicely, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. Like, Serious. <laughs> that's, that's intentional. I'm like, what? I don't want piss on my strawberries. Like, why would, why would this be intentional? You know? It's just, a, it's just a thing. I don't know. I don't know why. Is it, is it like deter a barracuda? You know what I mean? Like, why? I, I, it to to me, it's still, it's still weird, bro. I don't want my watch strap to smell like tires and vanilla. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you mean. So, we, so we, we probably, we probably missed some materials too. So, like, if you guys, um, if you guys heard something that we didn't talk about or know of something that we didn't talk about, rather, like, I know people make straps out of like. Like like lizard like leather and stuff like that or lizard I've seen I think I think a few folks do it but I think Detroit Strap Co shout out to you guys um I think they I think they use a whole bunch of like refuse sports equipment so like baseball mitts oh, and interesting like, and like 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 leather jackets and things like that okay which is which is kind of cool I don't know if that has pure novelty factor or if there are like really cool like functional comfort merits. Of doing something like that, so we'll we'll tag them in the show just for schnitz and giggles, uh, tagging everyone at this point. Um, also, just because we are in good contact with you, EA8, if you have any insight on that, like like different leather materials being better than other ones, or like just also just based off what Mike was saying, justifying like the cost of strap, like like how how much of these straps are marked up significantly to cost 
like two or three hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you, the Omega NATO is marked up way too much. How much <laughs> is that NATO? Dude, it's something stupid, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like 150 bucks or something. I don't know. Oh my, fuck my mouth. That is ridiculous. Let's see. I want to. I want to go to Omega Boutique and like turn the watch around for the price, and it just says MSRP something stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want a price tag just says something stupid on it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just know they're expensive. I think like 175 is what I remember. Oh, man. Right why am I drinking, Michael? Why am I drinking gin? I'm getting like slowly gin buzzed. It feels like I gave a pine tree a blowjob. Like that's kind of like what I'm experiencing. I don't. I don't know if you've ever drank gin before. No, no but it just tastes like juniper and like celery and pine needles. It sounds like I walked through the forest with tea and it got fucked up by the wind. You know what I mean? Okay. Just blew a bunch of dirt and pine cones in there, and I just kept drinking it because you know I just I didn't want to waste my fucking two dollar tea. Like that's what drinking gin is like. I don't know why I have it in the house. Yeah, I'm jealous. I just got to the bottom of my coffee. I would <laughs> love more coffee. Why am I not drinking coffee, Michael? God fucking damn it. Stupid, stupid traditions. <sighs> um so yeah, uh shout out to EAA, shout out to Detroit Strapco, huge shout out to Toxic NATOs, Terry for Toxic NATOs. Check his stuff out. I think um we mentioned him a lot just because um, you know, personally, you know, I he's one of the first folks to kind of like reach out to us and kind of affirm what we're doing, uh, which is interesting. No one's ever made me feel good for something I do. Thanks, mom. You know? <laughs> um, and secondly, because he really is putting out cool shit. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to me to tell you that the permanent strap I'm keeping on my Orient Christmas chrono is this Tostic Shiznit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I might, buy that. I might buy that today. I would say go for it, man. If you want, I can send you. I, I have a twenty millimeter. I have a twenty-two millimeter. If you want, before you pull the trigger, I can send you mine just so you can field test them. I think it's super, super cool. Um, do, do, do. Who else gets shouts outs? Uh, shout out to Belling Bellingham Be- yep. Bellevue po- Bellingham podcast. Bellingham, yeah. Bellingham podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, shout out to uh, mm, Risk Fund, dude. You're awesome. Oh, also shout out to. Uh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Farlius. Farlius. <laughs> Farlius, Farlius, yeah. I should really like. If you guys can like phonetically send me every single one of your hashtag, like every single one of your like usernames, that'd be fantastic. Just like a roster of everyone. Just phonetically (laughs) send, except you, EAA. Don't send me shit. But if everyone else, because you're because yours is already as phonetic as I can I can get, I think you know what I mean. Uh, That'd be incredibly useful. So uh, shout out to Farlius because in response to the last episode, we were talking about like watch collecting and the kind of like the. The impetus behind like emotions where like you get a watch and you're all awesome about it and then like towards the end you kind of just let it sit on your shelf and like thinning collections out he came up with this really cool idea that he's used and that i like i'm going to use it every now and then with this permission it's watch lust i think that kind of encapsulates the idea perfectly like you you see a watch like you you're lusting for it like yes like i can imagine like this is it this is the perfect watch. I don't think about any other watches. And then like three weeks in, the watch just like nags you. You only ever get depressed when the watch's name shows up on the caller ID. Everything just tastes awful when you're with the watch. Like the lust <laughs> period, the lust period is over. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, I, I, I think some of us have felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Ooh. watch lust is a great way <laughs> is a great way of describing it. So shout out to you also check out everyone's feed everyone that we mentioned check out their feeds really really cool stuff on there as well um do 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 thank you everyone for supporting rifka watches with just like your comments your emails your dms your well wishes everything means so much um also let me know in regards to i guess the topic of the show like would it being on a nato be cool i i 
think it'd be I, I think it would be fun. I don't know why. I, as as a NATO guy, there's just something about it. It's it's gonna be a black carbon fiber case. There's not gonna be any type of like pattern overlay. Um, watches off was asking me about that, and I'm gonna respond to it um, probably before this episode goes out. So there's not gonna be any overlay. Um, what you're going to see is a mixture of solid matte in addition to the way the 3D printing process works, you sometimes get layer lines. So the way it works is it basically packs material on top of itself and creates layer by layer whatever objects you've kind of fabricated with your CAD. And so I'm, I want to leave some of those lines in there because I, I love the idea of people being able to tell how something was made. Because for, I don't know how many of our listeners 3D print, but there's this super fucking annoying thing right now in 3D printing like culture and community where you 3D print things, but you 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 bend your dick over backwards to make sure no one can tell you 3D printed it. You know what I mean? Okay. Which is so annoying. It's like, dude, you the fabrication process adds to the essence of the piece. Why do you want to hide that? You know what I mean? So Yeah, I Richard Neal doesn't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you sent me pictures. I am fairly certain some of those components are printed. They're probably using much nicer machines than I am. They're probably using those like like automobile stasis machines, whatever whatever those motherfuckers oh, use, yeah. those guys that yeah. bought out MakerBot or whatever, you know? They're probably using some super nice shit, but like I look and I'm like, dude, some of these things look fucking super printed. And I don't know why they don't say that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't maybe they they want to make it seem like, you know, it was you know, whittled from unicorn horn. They want to keep the mystery in there. You know what I mean? But that's something I also love about Rivka watches. Like I'm going to, I'm also, because people have asked, I'm going to have pictures of my printer in some of the posts going up. I want to see if I can't also get some like action shots of things happening, which would be a lot of fun because I've seen other 3D printed watches and they're basically fulfilled by Shapeways. So Shapeways is a 3D printing service where you send them their, you send them your design and they print it for you and they clean it up and all that crap. And like, that's cool. That's cool for prototyping. But I'm printing everything myself. It's just me with my printer. And I've logged hundreds of fucking hours on this thing printing God knows what. And it's me doing everything. I'm not sending any of this shit out. It's, it's, and that's, that's the part of it I like as well. So, oh man, I'm, I'm really confused right now. Yeah. So, um, any opinions on like the NATO or like a leather strap? I'm also trying to be price conscious as well. So kind of bearing that in mind. But uh, yeah, opinions on that. Do, do, do. If any of you are like tax professionals or if you have any insight into kind of the intricacies of us forming an LLC for two world watch knobs to continue to be a part of the watch family and to grow and to be this just this really fun place for everyone to kind of like just hang out and not have to worry about orology decorum, dick, dick, dick quorum, hashtag dick quorum. Um, anyone has any insight on that, definitely hit us up. Any uh, advice is appreciated. I don't want to get arrested by the IRS because apparently the IRS arrests people. Mm. Fucking gin. Don't drink gin, Michael. God damn. I, I won't. Don't drink gin. <laughs> if you want to drink gin, just go and just fucking just just give a sloppy blowjob to a pine tree. I know you got pine trees over in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I think I have no idea. I have no idea if you guys have pine trees there. Uh, do, do, do. Am I missing anything? No, no. I, I think I think we got it all. 2K follower giveaway. Keep an eye out for it. We're teasing it. It's going to happen. You guys are going to love it. I wish I could enter it. I can't. Um, and just a huge shout out all, again to everyone who's contributed on Patreon. Uh, um, you guys are actively supporting. I mean, this giveaway. I mean, that's the reality. This giveaway is being supported by the people who, who, who contributed through Patreon. And if you want to support the show, check out Patreon. If you want other ways of supporting the show, um, 
What would help a lot also is if you you know saw something uh, on our website that you liked, share that link on a form or anything like that. Or if you have a blog, share it on there. Obviously, if it's appropriate and obviously you know respecting the forum's rules, that would just help our digital growth. In addition to that, if you listen to us on here, obviously, and you follow us on Instagram, liking, actually like double tapping or pressing the heart on our images will help immensely also because the way the Instagram algorithm works um, it basically shows uh, what we post to more people based on how many likes and things like that we get. So the more people we can get, the more and more we can grow this really, really fun community that we're building. Like the, the only place I've ever felt welcome to express myself and talk about pine tree blowjobs. I don't know. I don't know any other situations in which I can casually talk about being a cam girl and talking about pine tree blowjobs. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, I think <laughs> I think I think that's everything. I think it is. Okay, do you wanna man, I'm not fucking I got I got fucking exhausted. <sighs> do you wanna start the sign off and I jump in or should I start it and you jump in? You go for it. Alright everyone. Um thanks for listening. This is Kaz. This is Mike, and you've been listening to Two Broke Watch Stops. See ya. Peace.